I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Lauren Brickman. You know, Caitlin Bitsagai, I am fantastic because anytime that I get to log into a Zoom call and, you know, stand with you is a good day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And who are we? We're the professors of pop culture. And what is this? This is We Stand Together, a pop culture academic symposium. That's right. We're smart people and we're talking dumb topics. Mm-hmm. You may be surprised to learn that not only do we have, you know, master's degrees, but we are actual professors. Like yeah. We have literally taught students. We've enriched students' lives or mm-hmm. affected them in some way. Definitely in some way. 
Um, and for those of you tuning in, maybe for the first time, or perhaps you've been on this journey with us, but you're still trying to wrap your head around why we call ourselves We Stand. Well, it wasn't a typo. Uh, Stan is a term that means overzealous or obsessive fan of a particular, you know, celebrity or it doesn't just have to be a celebrity, though. Right, Caitlin? Oh, it could be anything. It could be an essential oil. We've proven that. We have proven that, although I will say we did not get great feedback from folks about talking <laughs> about essential oils. So I've been trying to to not go down that path. OK, well, that's one way to do it. Um so, Lauren, what are you currently standing, if not essential oils? Okay, here's what I'm standing right now. And this is a show that I've been texting you about and texting everyone I know about because I need everyone to watch the TV show, Get Even. Get Even, if you're not watching it, you need to get into it. Uh, get Even is a British teen thriller series uh, that is just – it premiered in Britain uh, back in February, but it's now – in its whole season one glory on Netflix. And it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. It's about, it's it centers around this group called DGM, which okay. means don't get mad. Uh, ah, okay. <laughs> I am mad. Uh, because it's about a group of girls at this private school who don't get mad. They get even and they are going to topple the patriarchy and... Do DGM is a work. part of my lexicon. It's up there with the and an now. Like I will be texting people DGM. Mm-hmm. Don't get mad. Yeah. Get it's, even. It's everything. And I will say I re- I talked to one of my roommates into watching it. And every time I've seen her in the kitchen, she goes, thank you. So that's all I'm going to say. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Caitlin, what are you standing right now? Well, here's what's funny. This entire episode of the podcast, I think we're going to have to do a separate pop-up video version or actually okay. pop-up video should probably talk about the rights to it because there's so many different connection islands. Mm-hmm. But, and we'll get to that when we introduce our guests, but my stand that has been all this week I've been planning to talk about is Selling Sunset, <laughs> the reality <laughs> show on Netflix about, it doesn't matter. See, I was turned off. I was like, here's what you got to know about me, listener. And I think you do. When I'm in a reality show, I'm in it for good. Yeah. I'm watching it forever. I'm still current on Real Housewives of Orange County. Okay. So that's why I don't lightly enter into a reality show because this is a commitment. This is forever. So I've been hearing (laughs) things about it and I was like, is it about real estate or a workplace? Because I'm not into a workplace, but it's not. It's just just the five women talking format that we love. (laughs) Um, And then I was just thinking, what is it about like the patriarchy that we saw so few women talking for the first hundred years of film that now it's just it, it's so engrossing that yeah. I can't have enough shows about it you really can't that's the thing yeah, it was wow. just five women talking okay. up to seven well All no right, fewer well, than four when I I just finished uh get even so I am looking for a new watch so maybe my new watch will be selling sunset it's on Netflix which is a little weird for a reality show but it's by Adam DeBello oh. the hills I'm sorry, but I think Netflix is crushing the reality game. There's a lot of great reality. On no, Netflix, you're you're so. uh, you're right. They're not in the women talking space as much. But I'm I'm happy for them to get involved. True, true. But you know what? We always stand a five star review. We do. We love we love a five star review, and this is a particularly good one. Caitlin, take it. We have one from Ariel Gitlin. The the subject of which is just joy. Two exclamation points. Thank you. <laughs> get to the point. And. 
it says this show brings so much joy. Caitlin and Lauren are the perfect host. There's no such thing as a guilty pleasure. But if even if there were, this show is just a pleasure. Wow. I love this review and I love its author. And I have to say a quick shout out to Ariel because I love the fact that Ariel really does believe that there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure. And I know this because she admitted to me that she's watched all five Twilight movies this week. So um, just shout out to friend and fan of the show, Ariel, for watching five Twilight movies in one week. And I just like knowing what people that are fans of us, what, the, what else they're fans of and mm-hmm. what else they're spending their time doing. Yeah, and that's... I, I love to know that. I love to know that. I love to share that. Uh, <laughs> well, I just I think we need to just get to the main event, which is bringing out our guests, because I am I have been literally logged into this Zoom for over an hour waiting. For we have because we were so excited about the topic, so excited about the guests. So let's. Let's give it up for today's guest, Rachel Smith. <laughs> Hello. Uh, I'm oh, so excited wow. to be here. I feel the same joy that Ariel feels. <laughs> oh, wow. And I I had to say, I I heard your fabulous SiriusXM show today, Smith Sisters Live, in which Ooh. your sister, Lauren Ashley Smith, also did, she did a deep dive on Selling Sunset, which I will not be doing, but uh, <laughs> it's in the air. Selling Sunset is in the air. There's a lot of drama going on, and I also do not watch it, but you sold it. Lauren has been trying to sell it, um, but I just haven't taken the bait, but I'll take it, Caitlin. Wow. She's selling Selling Sunset. Wow. I closed, and I get a commission. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Now, for those of you that have been listening to the show before, you may be like Smith. That's a name we've heard before, because yes... uh, here on We Stand, we stand the Smith sisters. And that's right. Rachel is a sister to Lauren Ashley Smith and Mariah Smith, who have both been on the show before. Uh, I feel like we're playing some sort of advanced version of Pokemon, and we've caught them all now. And I'm very excited. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's just more pop-up videos. And we also had your co-worker, Angel Yao. So we really did a This Is Your Life before having you on. I mean, and again, I am shocked that it took this long, but... <laughs> I am honored and it is a pleasure to be here and to stand among my sisters, Angel, Lauren Lackis, <laughs> who's a close friend. Like, of course. I of course. count this as a blessing. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And usually we tell the guests the theme beforehand, either because we know they'll love it or just it comes up. <laughs> but this time we just, we wanted to have a theme we thought you'd love. And we just decided not to tell you anything. <laughs> Lauren, Which I want to tell Rachel. I thought maybe that was, you know, what everyone did. You know, no. I was like, well, it seemed like people knew before, but I wasn't going to ask. You I know, knew there was a reason. We just, we just knew you could A, handle it, and B, thought it might be more fun to see what happens if you discovered in the moment what we're going to talk about. Okay. And, okay. and so based on our knowledge of, of you and your expansive pop culture knowledge, we decided to call today the British Invasion. We're going to be talking- Oh my God. All things <laughs> Britain. We are uh, going to be talking about reality television from Britain, music from Britain- and mostly things that fill all all of those containers. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy. <laughs> yes. I uh, 
for anyone who does not know, clearly Lauren and Caitlin do know. I really feel like Britain, the UK, is my hometown. Right. <laughs> I was spiritually born there. I will spiritually die there. And okay. this is an amazing, an amazing experience. I'm happy. I'm so happy. I'm that so- is great. Now, we usually give our credits. I mean, you've given your credit, which is that spiritually you will die there uh honestly i had trouble thinking of a credit i just i too like you was so excited to talk about this that i just feel like my credit i i, I don't know if the listeners trust me but i, I think they will in an mm-hmm. hour yeah well and, i hope they do you know i think caitlin you know both of us have been to england and yes been to london that's true. and and i guess my i guess my big credit is that like i didn't study abroad in london specifically i studied abroad in ireland but i stopped over in london on my way to my study abroad which feels like i got a credit for that you did it so i feel like even going to ireland is a credit you've been yeah to that space you felt the vibe even though you, it was just a stopover i feel like you felt the vibe look I, I caught a production, an all-female production of Much Ado About Nothing at the Globe Theater. I'm basically, I basically have a dual citizenship. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, theater. They get away with anything. <laughs> well, <laughs> on that note, since uh, theater can get away with anything, and apparently so can we on this show, I think it's time to jump into the first game. What do you think, Kate? Yes, absolutely. This is a game that we called reality bites brits um so these are different clips the clips vary in what they are in any way in every way uh and you're just gonna identify them for us rachel so okay let's hear that first clip music to my ears all right what is it that is the opening theme to love island yay yes that is honestly the greatest show on television <laughs> and everyone should know that music i also yeah, have a now, ringtone of the that sound <laughs> wow okay the fact that you have a ringtone at all in 2020 <laughs> i have a That's lot of headline. love island ringtones i know <laughs> I, I love Island love for our listeners that somehow don't know is a it's a British dating show. There's been a U.S. version. I, did you watch that one? I unfortunately did, and I think that it was an abomination. And I, you know, honestly, am throwing a f- rage fit because the U.S. Yeah. version is coming back sooner than season seven mm. of the U.K. version. The U.S. version will air the next season. The second season will air this month. And we're still waiting for season. So, like, how did in the U.S. we get above quarantine when the U.K. has fully surpassed us in doing everything better? It doesn't make sense. So how are we putting the U.S. version on air before U.K.? Um, the yeah. first, did either of you watch the first season of the U.S. version? Not U.S., no. no. It no. was also... For anyone who has watched the UK version or any version of Love Island, it's always sunny, always like lots of bathing suits sitting by the pool. The US version, it rained 90% of the time. (laughs) So it was like they were inside running between like spots in the villa just to get away from the rain. So it off jump just was wrong. 
Did the U.S. version have the U.K.'s open regional racism that they have towards each other where they'll just be like, well, I can't get along with him. He's from the North. Like, just written off, like, done. They tried to do that, but I feel like in the U.S., we can only really do that where it's, like, the South. People have, like, very big feelings about the South, and that's where it went for them, where they're like, he's a country boy, he's very Southern. That was no, as far the, as they went. I think the UK, it's funnier because it's so micro. It's like, he's from an hour away from me. I don't think we can connect. Exactly. <laughs> oh my All God. right, let's hear our second clip. Oh, yeah. I gotta change my answering machine. And now that I'm alone. And cause right now it says that we I can't come to the phone. And I know it makes no sense Cause you walk out the door But it's the only way I hear your voice anymore <laughs> Do you recognize the clip, Rachel? <laughs> I am uh, tremendously triggered by that clip and I should have had a trigger warning before that started I, playing. I apologize and I take um, in the info. Thank you. Um, that was uh, Niall Horan, who <laughs> mm-hmm. is a member of One Direction, and that was his X Factor audition. Correct. His solo <laughs> X Factor audition. Oh, my. That when was it- aggressive. <laughs> when, it, when it comes at you, just the audio track like that it is unsettling <laughs> it's not I clip most of these down that is the most you can have without there being like judges and it making it even more obvious like that was all he had to do the, the, he really a lot of them and a lot of people don't know that they all auditioned individually and yeah. they were all very bad auditions I didn't know that second half I, 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 I thought they must have yeah, they weren't. It wasn't good. It wasn't they were good. all bad. But Harry's was fine. But for the most part, and Liam's, even though it was his second one, they were all bad. So it's like, how did they, they all got booted? And then Simon brought them back and they were like, okay, wow. we'll put you in a band. So the fact after that- this, one of the judges asked him if he's an Irish Justin Bieber. And that just felt wild. It's wrong. I don't know. It's in like, retrospect, how do you get that from that, that. audition? Yeah. I'm sick of all uh, songs after hearing anything at that point in his life. He's come a long way. Absolutely. Yeah, he might right, be so my favorite. Speaking of long, this third clip is the longest one. Okay. And and, and perhaps the most obscure. Okay.
do not at the top recognize it. And I was going to say Evita, and then I was like, wait, we're talking about uh, the UK. Is that Phantom of the Opera? No, no. What great. is that? That is a man named Paul Potts on Britain's Got Talent. <laughs> ah, okay, okay, um, okay. And he, this sort of dovetails with my thesis. Uh, okay. But he was a man, he's he's really a proto Susan Boyle. Mm-hmm. Like Susan gotcha. Boyle is a ripoff of him. Yeah. He has like um, not, not all his teeth. Mm-hmm. He works, the setup for this video is that he works at Carphone Warehouse and he um, ha- struggles with, his confidence and this was like early on in the audition so you thought it was going to be a mean like uh william hung and uh simon's gonna rip into him but he comes out and he does that and it's did he pretty win? great i don't know if he won but i mean he made the that model like cry simon was like the nicest simon was like stunned it was crazy that was truly, I would pay a lot of money to hear that present day. Yeah, he's wonderful. Paul that Potts, everybody. And Paul uh, I can confirm that Paul Potts did win uh, in the year 2007, He was, which was the first series. So he's the first winner. Of wow. Wow. Yeah, it was like the first clip I can remember that that really played with our expectations of what those shows were. Mm-hmm. Wow. And... The and by the way, it, it came out later. It didn't even come out in this clip that he had been uh, like paralyzed mm-hmm. for a while due to an accident and his wife would like bathe him and like feed him and stuff. And amazing story. Paul Potts, we love you. We stand. Honestly, we stand. I'm that is a story I didn't know about. And I've written it in my notes to journey on and stand him forever. We love it. We love it. Well, We're going to take a quick break so we can all make sure that we're following Paul Potts on social media and uh, we'll be right back. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleep Wave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice. 
All right. I my thumb hurts because I have never so aggressively hit the follow button uh to become a fan of someone. But you know Paul Potts, Paul Potts Nation, Paul Potts Globe. Yeah. We're Paul Potts people on this pod. And here's the thing. If you liked that clip, boy, are you gonna like my thesis. <laughs> uh because it deals with a lot of the same issues, uh, not Paul Potts specifically, uh, but I will say Paul Potts 10 more times before this <laughs> podcast is done, or you get your money back. My thesis and my co-host and co-professor, Lauren Brickman, was, was honestly skeptical of the truth of this. And I had I to find clips. I had to do research. My thesis is that World Idol happened. People don't remember that it happened, and I'm still confused whether it aired in the United States or not. Listener, let me take you back to 2003. I visit the country of England, and you know, I'm watching TV. (laughs) Did I watch the episode of Friends where they go to London when I was in London? 100%. You're welcome. Did I did I watch parodies of Posh and Bex that I didn't quite understand at all? You know it. Did I weirdly I couldn't sleep and I just watched Russell Crowe's The Insider. Now that was off, but great film. Check out Russell Crowe, everybody. But wherever I am, I'm watching television and thank God. Because I caught something I had never heard promoted in the US. If it was, I just I don't know. But it's called World Idol. And it was the winners of all the first seasons of Pop Idol, which is, of course, Britain's American Idol. American Idol. Now, the first winner of American Idol, I don't need to tell you, was Kelly Clarkson. Mm -hmm. So we got Kelly on the show. We've got Will Young, who was pretty big at the time. Um, He didn't, he's still working. He wasn't quite, he didn't turn into Kelly Clarkson. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's still doing albums and stuff. Um, so this is Pop Idol starts in 2001, American Idol 2002. Pop Idol, only two seasons. Huh. Isn't that crazy? That's I guess because Simon was just like, I'm going to go make my money in the US. Yeah. So World Idol, something that only I remember, <laughs> was there's only two episodes because it was the performance, crowning the winner, and that's it. And they never did it again. Why, you might be wondering. Well, I have a theory. So now looking back, it is a ripoff of the Eurovision Song Contest. I didn't know that at the time. It wasn't worldly. I hadn't traveled to enough countries and watched enough television in those countries mm-hmm. yet. But it works, from what I understand, the same way. That the countries that send someone, they also get to vote and like allocate points, I guess, in some mm-hmm. way. So you might be thinking, who won? Was it Will Young or was it Kelly Clarkson? And that's what everyone who's tuning in thought. And that's what each judge thought. And they, each country got a judge, too. So we heard, we didn't hear from everyone every time. But um, you, you heard, you know, you always heard from Simon, who, by the way, Simon represented the US. C- crazy. Whoa. Crazy. That's so weird. That doesn't yes. make any sense. Because he represented American Idol. And Piers Morgan represented Pop Idol, I believe. Ooh, gotcha weird yeah i mean neither we wouldn't want either of those two actually i'll take simon 100 percent. yeah yes um so oh and it's hosted by anton deck who uh anton deck if you don't know hosts truly everything in the uk yeah like if a lower royalty member can't be there like to open like a local 
school committee, they will come and cut the ribbon. Yeah. Like they host Pop Idol. They, uh, the fact they actually aren't involved with Love Island is a scandal. And there's a backstory there that we don't know yet. And, and they are the reason that originally there was Ryan Seacrest and Brian Dunkelman. Because they were like, in the U.S., we'll just do two. And they forgot the cunning and the capitalist nature of the U.S. is we're going to get rid of Dunkelman. And all love to Dunkelman. So it seems like it's set up for either Will Young, who, again, was pretty big at the time. It's not huge. Kelly Clarkson, as relevant as ever, Emmy nominated for her talk show, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So who's going to win of those two? So they each get to sing one song. Kelly Clarkson sings, I just want to double check because I still think it's a little cuckoo choice. Uh, you make me feel like a natural woman. Okay. Big, big swing, but she thought she had it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and Will Young sang Light My Fire by the Doors, which is, uh, you can you get a sense of what Will Young thinks of himself there with that choice. The other countries were Belgium, South Africa, Canada, Australia, Poland, Germany, the Arab states as one block, and the Netherlands, and a little country called Norway. And folks, when I found research to prove my thesis that World Idol did exist, almost all of the videos are either with Norwegians watching or they are subtitled in Norwegian. And that is because of a man named Kurt Nielsen. Kurt Nielsen comes out of nowhere and does this amazing version of beautiful day which i unfortunately due to the audio quality couldn't find a perfect rip for you guys but he performs and it's like totally shocking so here is the reaction by the norwegian judge well of course the norwegian people has every reason to be very proud today uh for me you'll always be being an underdog you are an underdog here today it's a small country but you by far have shown the best voice, the best personal voice here today by a man on stage is just fantastic. It's real. I'm really, really proud. Thank you so much. So he did great. Now, here's the thing. He's a plumber by trade, mm-hmm. despite having won Norwegian Idol. Um, the Canadian judge sums it up by saying, you have the voice of an angel, but you look like a hobbit. If we were doing Middle Earth Idol, you would win. Um, so that's rough. And why did people speak that way on television? Um, but I think Simon Cow, again, representing the United States of America, his adopted home country, sums it up the best. Kurt, if this competition was on radio rather than TV, you'd walk it. What has occurred to me watching this competition tonight is, and don't take this the wrong way because it's not meant to be, We've allowed a lot of ugly people to become recording artists, which is fine. My point is, under normal circumstances, you would never get a recording contract. You know that, and I know that. You have an astonishingly good voice. And uh, along with Pete, I think you could be the dark horse to win this. Thank you. So I think he's referring to, when he says ugly people, I mean, I think he means the other winners of Idol that are not Kelly Clarkson and Will Young. It's rough what he says. It is rough. Um, and then for Kurt to just say thank you at the end. Wow. That hurt. And I was going to cry before, but I'm really crying now. It's really, really rough. Um, and again, this man is still a plumber by day, like when he's on World Idol. Uh, so all of the countries vote. 
I, and again, I it's it's very complicated, but he gets the most votes from every country, wow. including the U.S. and the U.K., except for uh, the pan-Arab states don't, which in fairness, their representative is the only one that sang in Arabic. So they liked what she said. They they were, yeah, because everything else is in English. Um, so I, I will share some images on social media of Kelly when she's realizing she's not going to win. And we love Kelly Clarkson here. We love, we love Kelly Clarkson here, but there are some funny looks. Like she can't believe she traveled to London to, to get beat by the plumber. So let's hear, I found... The reaction of some Norwegian people while they watch huh. Kurt Nielsen win. Alexander. Wow. Alexander for two points. In eighth place, Polish idol, Alex. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In seventh place, the Dutch idol, Jermaine. Belga, Pernplass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kurt Nielsen has won the bit of Kurt Nielsen has won the world idol. They're announcing him from eighth place to first place. Canadian idol, Ryan Martin. Yeah, no, no, no. Kurt Nielsen. The American Idol, Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> and that means he's won. It's, it's like a... Um, okay, so that's enough. So they, they, they announced it in a sort of uh, Miss America style so that as soon as you would announce who the first runner-up was, they knew that Kurt won. So that's why when they say Kelly Clarkson, they lose their minds because it means Kurt had to have won. Um, I will try to find better audio of him singing Beautiful Day and put it on social because it is amazing. Uh, he's still a recording artist. He was engaged with two children at this time. He left you know, the first girl whose name was Christine with a K for Kristen with a K because it's Norway. And he's, like, famous still in Norway due to this, like, win is huge. Like, this is everything. And if any Norwegian people are listening, let us know what Kurt Nielsen means to you. Because I can say to me, he means a tremendous amount. I, it was really wonderful. It was the first time we saw someone, I guess, that Simon Cowell thought was ugly win one of these things. Um, I do believe Kelly recorded the song Since You've Been Gone thinking about the title of World Idol. Mm -hmm. And this inspired her to be better. Wow. Um, I don't know if you saw the documentary When We Were Kings about Muhammad Ali beating George Foreman. But, you know, Ali was victorious, but he made Foreman a better person that day. Yeah. And I think that we have Kurt Nielsen to thank for who Kelly Clarkson is today. Someone who could marry into and out of the Reba McIntyre family. And... I don't know, Kurt. I thank you. I wish that the, the, there's a cowardice from U.S. and the U.K. that we wouldn't go back. It's shameful. Yeah. Wow. There should be World Idol again. Now, Rachel, I have a question. Do you believe that World Idol happened? <laughs> I'm going to have to say, before Caitlin started talking, I thought, surely this did not happen. I remember Pop Idol. I remember American Idol, obviously. World Idol, why didn't it 
it come across my desk. The excitement that those Norwegians like were mm. exhibiting, the fact that they were so excited in that moment, it is telling me that it happened. And for them, it was massive for their community. And I have to say it, it, it happened. Well, you know, Caitlin, Lauren, I, are you still on the fence? You know, it, Rachel brings up great points. So I think, I think thanks to Rachel, <laughs> I now believe it happened. You know, maybe I didn't witness it. Maybe it was a fever dream of mine, but I've been able to find supporting clips and I feel like it made other people, specifically Norwegians, happy. And it feels like I, some it feels like something that only happened in Norway. <laughs> exactly. I think that's where we're going with this. It might have just happened in Norway, which is why no one here to my knowledge, is from Norway. We didn't know it existed, but for them, it was like a Norwegian moment. I It says that it aired on Fox in the U.S., but I just don't buy it because no one else <laughs> in America saw it. I think it's a huge conspiracy uh, that the Norwegian government is behind where they've planted information on the internet to make it seem like it aired internationally when really it didn't. That's hmm. what I now believe. Is that why I get those euros? Just mm -hmm. <laughs> direct deposited? Yeah, you're now part of the. You're now part of the conspiracy. Oh, okay. Well, I'm fine with that too. Yeah, we're now. That's cool. I mean, it's been fun either way. Whether this was planted in my brain, <laughs> some sort of uh, sci-fi thing that I get paid for, or it was real. I had a great time either way. Thank you, World Idol. <laughs> amazing. Uh, yeah, I think that. Yeah, amazing. Well, that was. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for sharing. You're welcome. I, I feel I feel like a smarter person now that I know that this is out there and I can't wait to look for clips. But I think the time has come to put Rachel's pop culture prowess back back in the hot seat because we got another game for you, Rachel. Now, this game was inspired by us learning something this week when we were trying to come up with the title of this episode. At first, we were going to call it Britpop, but then... I Googled Britpop and realized I was using the term wrong because Britpop doesn't just mean British pop. It actually uh, it, it actually refers to music of the mid 1990s <laughs> that were specifically influenced by the Beatles and other British groups of the 60s. So, it, you know, my bad. One Direction is not technically Britpop. I now it's know British better. pop, I guess, it's but not British pop, but it's Britpop. not Britpop. So. On my journey of learning and discovery, uh, I came up with a little game called Britpop or It's Britney, bitch, because, <laughs> Rachel, I'm going to read to you some lyrics, and they are either by a Britpop artist or they're by Mickey Mouse Club's Britney Spears, because why not? So I'm going to recite a lyric, and you're going to guess for me if it's Britpop or if it's Britney, bitch. All right. I'm ready. Here's the first lyric. Go call the police. Go call the governor. I bring the trouble. Don't mean to trouble you. I'm going to say Britpop. Unfortunately, that is work, <gasps> bitch. It's Britney Spears. She says governor? Mm-hmm. And trouble ya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she sure does. She sure does. Thank you, Britney Jean, for that one. The governor threw me. Wow. It is. It's... You're going to see. These are not as... Uh, well, 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 let's just see what how it all plays out. All right. The next okay. lyric is, I need high heels just to stand up. That's it? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I need high heels just to stand up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Britpop. Yes, correct. That is from a song called Statuesque by a band called Sleeper. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I, you know, I didn't, I wasn't familiar, but it was on a lot of uh, best of the Britpop era lists. So I thought I'd include it. So shout out okay. to, to I Sleeper. Love it. All right. Here's the next one. From the small of my back and the arch of my feet. Lately, I've been noticing the beautiful me. That's Britney. It is. That's t- <laughs> Touch my hand. Oh, I love the lyrics that she gets to write herself. Yeah. They I, always I, stand I love out. her. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Email my heart. <laughs> so here comes the next one. It's take that look from off your face. You ain't ever going to burn my heart out. Burn my heart out. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Britpop. You've got it again. That is Don't okay. Look Back in Anger by Oasis. These are hard because I even know that song pretty well. But mm-hmm. see, just hearing it, context. that sounds like a Britney. It really could yeah. be Britney. I, that's the weirdest thing I discovered about Britpop is that so many of their lyrics could have been by Britney Spears. It's wild. Um, all right. Here's another one for you. Love in the 90s is paranoid. On sunny beaches, take your chances. That's Britney. It is not Britney. I'm so sorry. It's not? No, that's Boys and Girls by Blur. <gasps> okay. Wow, and then she had the oh song my Boys. God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is creeping me out. I know. It's really wild. <laughs> All right, we got a couple. This is scary. Yeah. This is well, scary. Hold on tight because it's going to get scarier from here. All right. Here's a lyric that I didn't even know existed until today. And that lyric is, there was a time I was one of a kind, lost in the world of me, myself, and I, was lonely then, like an alien. That's Britney. It sure is. <laughs> that is Alien by Britney Spears, a song apparently I had missed somehow, and it really broke my brain today. <laughs> I feel like that could be a present day Britney Instagram um, co- uh, post or whatever. Right, Her right. copy on Insta. I love the asso- the assumption that all aliens are lonely. I'm not sure where that comes from, but cool. All right. This lyric is from a song that I love so deeply. And the lyric is, hush, hush. I thought I heard you were calling my name now. That's Britpop. It sure is. Do you know who it is? Yes. <laughs> no. It's Hush by Kula Shaker, which happens okay, to be on the Okay. It's from the I Know What You Did Last Summer soundtrack. A big, a oh big fan gosh. here. Big fan here. All right. We got we got just one more left. Uh, and here's this lyric that is probably going to get tattooed on my lower back. I can feel your eyes on my back, baby. I can't have no chains around me, baby. Can't you see? I could be anything you dream of, but I got to feel free. I feel like you're going to trick me. I feel like this is a trick because my instinct is Britney. It's Britney, bitch. Because thinking about people (laughs) in Britpop saying (laughs) that about the chains is a lot, but I don't know. I'm going to go with Britney, bitch. You're absolutely correct. Your instincts are all right. That is what you see is what you get by B Spears. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. This was a hard one. Yeah. Aces work. 
Wow. Good. Congratulations. I, you you really nailed that game, Rachel. Like great instincts. Great, great narrowing it down. I, I loved loved when you showed your work. Honestly, that was very tough work, and I appreciate the um, hurdle. You know what? Someone. This is not my original thought, but someone compared Britney Spears to David Bowie. Not in their music, but their interest. Like they both like outer space and talking about aliens and and all that. I was like, that is actually we forget that spot that she's odd. Mm-hmm. That she's yeah. truly like has strange interest. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on there. There were I I I just couldn't believe some of these Britney lyrics that I just wasn't familiar with as I was, you know prepping for today but you know it was fun thank you so much for playing uh brit popper it's britney bitch a game thank you that brought me so much joy to think about playing (laughs) and it was was excellent even more fun to play than i thought it would be uh well we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back i am probably going to need to be taken to a hospital because i am i am unwell since i went down the rabbit hole of my thesis topic and all right let me just text your roommates while we take a break okay make sure they're okay All right, we are back, and I am—I'm just beside myself because this is this is a topic that I didn't realize I needed to talk to you all about so badly until I started to unpack it. And my thesis kind of has two parts. I—I I, I have sort of a pre-thesis and then a formal thesis. My pre-thesis is much like Rachel. I also feel spiritually British. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I like tea more than I like coffee. I prefer the UK version of every TV show, film, you know, don't even come to my house and bring up the US version of Skins. It's it's horrifically. We will not. It's rude, um, you know, and, and it's not just my content. I also I love like Walker's brand prawn cocktail chips. You know, I love them. <laughs> if anyone knows how to get them cheaper here in the US, please let me know. But like I love British things. Um but I don't know if there's anything that I have discovered from the great uh, from the great land of Britain uh, that I love quite as much as a particular reality music competition. But before I get into that, I, I want to set the scene for you all. Uh, it is the spring of 2013, I believe, 2014, something like that. I, I'm just out of grad school, taking care of my grandmother, and I found myself in a rather dark place. And one one night I'm Googling, and I find my way to an announcement of an arena tour of Jesus Christ Superstar that was supposed to be taking place in the U.S. Now, this tour was supposed to star Brandon Boyd of the rock band Incubus as Judas, Destiny Child's Michelle Williams as Mary Magdalene, the former and best looking member of NSYNC, singer J.C. Chazé as pilot, and former Sex Pistols frontman uh, Jordan Le- uh, jo- John Lydon as King Herod. Now, my excitement for this was short-lived because shortly thereafter, I discovered that the tour had been canceled. And that leads me to my real thesis today, which is the UK is better than the USA because their arena tour 
not only happened, it sold out. And I believe it's because they had the perfect marketing tool, which was something called Superstar. And if you weren't familiar with what Superstar is, well, I'm so glad that you're asking because Superstar is a perfect reality competition show in which, you guessed it, folks auditioned to play the role of Jesus in Jesus Christ Superstar. And uh, for uh, just ju- just to get us all in the right mood, I'm going to share with you all the opening credits of the TV show Superstar. A perfect reality TV show. Uh, so here we go. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna listen. Oh my gosh! To these opening credits. Andrew Lloyd Webber wants oh my God. you to cast the leading man in his groundbreaking rock opera, Jesus Christ Superstar. This is deadly serious. This is about something that is going to actually make a career. The world's most successful composer with a combined worldwide audience of over one billion people. Andrew is resurrecting his epic musical masterpiece that started it all. Jesus Christ Superstar is my dream show. It inspired me to become a performer. Now it will tour the UK's biggest arenas for the first time ever. Britain has never seen Superstar like it's going to be this time around. Assisting Andrew in the search will be West End star and pop icon Jason Donovan. Actress and comedy legend Dawn French. And his leading lady in the arena tour, former Spice Girl Melanie C. I am very, very excited. Thousands have applied, but only one can win your vote. We are talking about playing such huge spaces. I think this is the biggest prize I've ever been able to offer. Who will have what it takes to play the most iconic role of all time? I know I could be Jesus. It just feels right. And become your superstar. It's a no, I'm afraid. So that's the opening to Superstar. Um, before I go on, you know, Rachel, Caitlin, having just borne witness to this, thoughts, initial thoughts and reactions from you all before I move on. Mine are that I feel so bad for any of the people who have short hair because when the wind was blowing for all of the guys with long <laughs> hair, it was like, that's Jesus. Um, so everyone else can leave. That was something I've never seen before. And the Mel C uh, surprise at the uh, end really shook me. After John French. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm humbled by this research that you've done. I I don't know what to say. I, I You know, JCS is my favorite musical of all time. And I, I love Ted Neely and Carl Anderson. And this, okay, I'm, I'm actually just okay. going to let you continue because I – Wow. Yeah, I just wanted to give space because I know that was a lot to take in. And I just wanted to, you know, thank you. Let You're us a great all teacher. Uh, unpack. So if it wasn't clear based on what you just heard, Superstar was a UK talent search that was looking for the lead for an arena tour production of the 1971 rock opera Jesus Christ Superstar. The series began on July 7th, 2012 and ran until its final episode on July 25th, 2012. Yes, it ran for nine episodes 
consecutively just taking off the weekends in between. So it wasn't on the weekends because you weren't competing with people going out. But Monday through Friday from July 7th to July 25th, you got a new episode, which is brilliant. It's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Especially, you know, this was pre-everyone having streaming Netflix. So great marketing, great plan. Um, now, the format of the show, how the show worked and why it was so brilliant and why they sold out their arena tour and we didn't was that it was, you know, yes, here in the U.S., we've tried to do these like um, auditioning for a role shows. We have. And they've been fun. I loved the Legally Blonde, the search for the mm-hmm. next Elle Woods, the You're the One That I Want, the Grease one was fun, the Partridge Family one where we met Emma Stone. Fun. These were wow, all yes. fun shows. But none of them did what this show did. What this show did was it combined that audition aspect, right? The behind the scenes were part of the industry. But they also brought everything that we love about pop idol and American idol, right? And so it was the perfect, like, combination of those things. And so what happened was the first episode is all about the nationwide auditions, right? Just like that first episode of, like, pop idol. And... One of my favorite things that happens is that they ask people, why would you be a good Jesus? And this question just being asked on camera is so great. Um, There was a young man who did not make it very far, who was a redhead, who said um, they should definitely cast a ginger because, you know, gingers have been uh, historically persecuted. So, you know, that was a thing that was on camera. Um, I think he was trying to be funny. it's 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 a choice. It was a choice. Now... In the second episode, I think it's either the end of the first, beginning of the second. I'm a little unclear. I've watched this only in pieces on YouTube. So, uh, but there is a callback where after they have thousands and thousands audition, they limit it. They 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 limit it to 104 people who got called back. The greatest part of this callback is that it's in a big theater. The the judges, Melanie and everyone else that was mentioned, they're all in there. Andrew's in a separate room watching on a screen. Um, and watching in a private room. And then they said he stops lurking, right, at some point and comes out. Like, he'll come out after the people leave to talk to the other judges. But he doesn't let them see him in this first round. Um, again, iconically, they say things like, Jesus wouldn't do that on stage. And it's just every time they say what Jesus would or wouldn't do, it's just very funny. Okay, so we have the nationwide auditions. We have the callbacks. Then, and this is where things get so juicy. And for my Love Island folks, I feel like you'll really appreciate this. They then send 41 contestants to Superstar Island. There is an island where 41 of them go. And on this island, you have to do a one-on-one where you and an acoustic guitar player do an intimate audition for Andrew Lloyd Webber. (laughs) 41 people? (laughs) You have to do it. Do they live there? Oh, here's the thing. It's a boot camp. So it's not, they're all living there, but it's like a boot camp or as they called it, sandal camp because of Jesus. Um, so they're having like a boot camp and they're learning all this stuff. I'm unclear how many days they are there, but they do say the Jesuses have been taken to a mystery location near the sea. That's how they introduce you to, G- to Superstar Island. It's unclear how many days they're there, but when it's time to leave after they've um, eliminated 11 more contestants, the final 30 go to Andrew Lloyd Webber's villa. They go to Andrew Lloyd Webber's villa. Maybe the villa might actually be where the private singing happens. The boot camp might just be group stuff. Again, a little unclear. I've watched it in pieces. Here's where things get super, super fun. (laughs) If it hasn't been fun enough already. After (laughs) the villa... 
Andrew leaves them a note that says, there are these two gorgeous tour buses. Congratulations, contenders. You were traveling from my personal villa, his real personal villa, back to London on these fancy tour buses. But guess what? It's a 25-hour nonstop bus ride. And as soon as you get off the buses, you have to perform again. And he go, and he basically says, this role is really hard. Touring arenas is really hard. I have to see who can still sing full voice after 25 hours on a bus. Like, he's intentionally trying to break them. And they do. They have to get off the bus and then clean up and then do, like, a full with a rock band audition in front of all the judges. And then from there, they limit it down to, like, the final, like, eight or nine, and that's who gets to go to the live shows. And it is incredible. It is incredible. And uh, I hope you all go on the journey of watching this. I will post links to find these episodes. But I do I do want to share with you the winning performance. I want to share Please with do. you what happened on the night that they crowned their Jesus. Um, let me just... All right. So the 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 young gentleman who ends up winning is an actor named Ben Forster, who has appeared on the West End in things like uh, Elf the Musical. And he's continued to have a pretty active uh, career on stage. But this was his this 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 is really his defining moment. So let's let's see what happens when you become Jesus. yourselves for you are blessed there is not one of you who cannot win the kingdom the slow the suffering the quick the day gentleman who did not get the role come out and surround him and sing to him that he is a superstar and so so that was his uh song he knew he'd won that was that's the competition that was that that was him after he's found out he's been crowned jesus they immediately ask him to start performing that and then they have all of the guys who did not get crowned as jesus come out Hug him and sing in his face that he's a superstar. He was good. I liked it. Oh, he's very good. And that's the thing. Of this show, like, they're good. And very, there's only a little bit during the auditions where there's a few people that are, like, not great. But there's not a whole lot of, like, let's get content by shitting on the auditioners like they do on a lot of shows. Like, it's all framed by Andrew being like, this show is really hard and this part is really hard. So, like, you don't feel like, you feel like people might be, like, overestimating their ability or not prepared but not necessarily like we're playing that game where we're like you're crazy for trying you know i love that 
I think this is a perfect reality show. And I think it's so, uh, and I think the fact that the arena tour sold out there and did so well there just proves that the UK is just better than we are and they're more fun. And I just desperately want to go back in time and do two things. One, I want to see this tour. Mm-hmm. I want to see it. And I want to figure out a way that we can save the U.S. tour from being canceled because even though they're better than us, I do want to see Michelle Williams and Brandon Boyd in this show. So that's that, that's where I'm at. Um, but thoughts. Did you know about Superstar before I talked about it? Is this your first time experiencing it? Are you going to go in and immediately watch it all? How are we feeling after this journey we just went on? I'm going to immediately go and watch. I agree with you in that the UK does everything better than us. And I think that that was totally highlighted by having all of those guys come out and be his ensemble. But they were like, like hugging him where he, you couldn't even hear him singing anymore because his mic was like so close to another man's chest. And they were so happy for him that Mm -hmm. this was his moment. And as much as Andrew Lloyd Webber was like, this is tough. This is crazy. He, they clearly created some sort of community between them. And I'm curious to know, like, did any of those people go on to be his understudy? Did any of those people, you know, have a place like as a standby in the tour because they were all so happy to just be around each other that I'm like, how do you break that bond? Well, a really natural thing would be to cast them as the apostles. <laughs> yeah. In the show. Because that's the vibes they were giving at the they end. They were giving. Wow. You're right. Yeah. I'm like that. Well, the I, relationship forming there seems like that was also very special. And I do think that is the inherent difference, though, in like a pop star competition versus like a musical theater competition, because whether you realize it or not, the like actor brain is like, it's not about this gig. It's about the next one. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so everyone's on stage going, I can't believe this guy won. But let's all like smile. I'm performing. It. Yeah. <laughs> Did um, Ted Neely come on as a guest judge or did he work with them at all? Not in any of, not in, again, watched it in pieces on YouTube. Perhaps I missed something, but I didn't see him come in. They pretty much stick to their crew of of judges. Um, And here's another reason why I think this show is perfect and why they got it right. I think if you're the leading lady, you should always have a seat at the table about who you're playing opposite of. I loved how a part of it Mel C was because she was going to be Mary Magdalene. You know, Sporty Spice having uh, a say in who she was going to share time and space with. I love. I live for that. I mean, and that's a big role. Like beyond your like love interest or whatever. It's like who you're Mary Magdalene to Jesus to. Like that can't, you can't have Kevin James in that. You can't. Though there was a gentleman, come to think of it, who made it to the villa who kind of gave me Kevin James vibes in a weird way, now that you say that. But the thing is, is like the other fun thing about the show is that like so many of the Jesuses are just so hot. They're just like there's this one um, guy. I can't remember his name. He's one of the older. He's like four. Like most of them are like in their 20s. One of the guys is like 41 and he's like this gorgeous like athletic black man who just has this voice from heaven and I have to do I couldn't find sufficient information about where he's ended up but I love this man so much and his he was one of the ones that got off that tour bus after 25 hours and I was like okay you're a legitimate rock star and I like still like am swooning think just I just think about it and I well that's my 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 one of my main questions is just that 
the song Jesus Christ Superstar mm-hmm. is sang by the character of Judas and mm-hmm. not the character of Jesus. And do, do they only use songs that Jesus sings in the musical? Thank you so much for asking. Um, actually, a lot of the time they're doing like contemporary rock songs. Gotcha. So they're doing a lot of songs of the time. Um, there was, oh, who's that song? You somebody. That song got sang a lot oh, yeah. um, in early episodes. Uh, but they do, they do, they do a mixture. Um, there is a moment when one of the, I forget what prompted it, but there was a sassy moment where Andrew Lloyd Webber asks one of the guys, well, are you trying to be Jesus or are you trying to be Judas? And there, you know, that <gasps> dig. I mean, Judas is arguably the, the best. lead of that oh, show. Yes. yes. Sure. I mean, it's, he is the best, but he's arguably the lead because he's the window character that like, yep. I love that musical so much. You literally meet Judas on a rock and he's like, I've had a hard day. Here's yes. some stuff that's happening <laughs> in my world. And you're like, what is that? I'm in. It's he's like my best friend saying he's God. Now, what would you do? <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Um, yeah. And I, I just, I just like, I just love it so much. And I also need you to know that in this arena tour production, who do you think played Judas? Like, uh, with all of your British knowledge and theatrical knowledge, remember this is around 2012. Who do you think? I believe the same. Pro- if it helps, I think this production also went uh, to Australia um, in addition to the UK. But who do you think played the role of Judas? It wasn't Robbie, was it? No, uh, it was not. I'm going to say this. This person is probably better known as a comedian than anything else. Mr. Bean. Oh, that was great. <laughs> Rachel, any guesses? I have no guesses. Before you said comedian, I was going to say Lenny Kravitz because it's like mm-hmm. he has very like – I don't know, just put him in anything. If he wasn't doing anything, maybe he would do it. But touring all over, probably not. But when you said comedian, obviously not him. So I'm stumped. So the reason I bring this up is not only because it, it's it's an odd choice, but I think this is actually how I discovered the show in the first place. Because I was I had just found out about this person. I forget exactly how they be- became part of my consciousness, but I was doing like a YouTube search looking for more of this particular comedian because I saw them on something and thought they were really funny. And one click led to another click, which led me to this. And that person who played Judas was Australian comedian Tim Minchin, that redheaded guy who does the musical comedy. Wow. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? He was really, you know, I, I think he had had a string of uh, hits at the time. Uh, and yeah, and he was, you know, he was playing. I think part of it is that he was playing large, like, a, like arena-esque venues. Gotcha. Like that. And I think that was a really big thing for Andrew Lloyd Webber is like someone has to be able to play the space. And that's what he was sort of doing. Wow. Um, but anyways, he's pretty great. And I have to say, and I'll post this on social, there's clips of Tim, Melcy, and the winning Jesus all performing together. It's pretty lit. It's pretty great. That is amazing. I and see you're it. just your fundamental thesis is so correct that the UK is better than the US. And and I can see so many problems that would arise from trying to do this show in the US. Mm-hmm. One is like it is a very famous musical, but it doesn't 
it it isn't quite to me like it's not Greece as yeah. far as U.S. audiences' memory of it, and it's not as recent as Legally Blonde. Yeah. Whereas I don't know that it's as prevalent in UK culture either. But Andrew Lloyd Webber's like, we're gonna go, we're gonna act like it's the biggest fucking deal in the world, and people will respect it as such. And I love that attitude. Mm-hmm. And that's we would never do that. We would, um, you know, like what do you uh, not crowdsource, but um, you yeah. know, when a group yeah. of people watches something. <laughs> yeah, that thing, that thing that they do. <laughs> yeah. Crowdsource. Yeah. Anyway. To, to hell, you yeah. know? And it just would be, like, overdone. Totally. Like, the thing is, the thing that's so spectacular about this show is, like, it's so cheesy, but it's also so earnest, but it's also so cutthroat. Like, it's, like, it contains multitudes, and it's just so watchable. And the other would be the religious right in the U.S. would get confused. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, I believe they had problems with the original version. But it's like, no, it's a different thing. Yeah. Don't don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. Oh, and for anyone that's still on the fence that's like, am I going to Google this later? Um, here's the last thing to just push you into. Absolutely, I will. It should it, 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 sh- it should hopefully push you over the edge. Because just so you know, in the live episodes, when they are competing, when a contestant was saved – they no. would descend upon the stairway to heaven. Uh, and if you were eliminated, you would walk into the light to leave. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. This also, can't be true. Group, now I need to see it. Focus group is what I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you got there. <laughs> but I love that. I love that they embrace the heaven mm-hmm. But again, yes. things that I don't think the U.S. would do. Like, we wouldn't do it. Like, and you wouldn't. In the U.S., we're not going to air a show and look someone in the eye and very seriously say Jesus wouldn't behave like that or Jesus would totally right. do that. Like, we'd be too scared. You know, like we mm-hmm. talked a little bit like on our we, we did an episode not too long ago about religion. And I think we'd be too, like, nervous, too polite, too uncomfortable to, like, do do a show like this. When Andrew Lloyd Webber and everyone's like, no, nah, we're not. What do we have to be embarrassed about? We're, we're creating art. We're creating space. Like, we're doing the thing. There's no apology in in it in this and yeah cool. anyways that's my thesis thank you all so much for giving me space and time to talk about this thank you lauren uh um well caitlin i think we've got one more thing that we need to address yeah yeah before we leave and you know talking about forgiveness and and redemption and all that jesus stood for we have a clip that we we need to share with you, Rachel. I, I'm sure you've heard it before, but it bears hearing again. Uh, Kate, if you could roll that beautiful, beautiful last sound clip for us. And I apologize for my poor showing. In that no, game. you know what? And it I apologize two two. to my family. Honestly, uh, honestly, those are the people I that need to hear the apology. Yeah, I can already imagine Mariah drafting oh my gosh. a scathing uh, yes. text to you right now. Um, well, that was fun. That was amazing. So that's famously a clip from the first episode of this podcast in which Lauren Ashley Smith, your elder sister, um, did, I don't think poorly, but but to her standards, poorly on a game. And uh, she apologized to her family. And previously we had your younger sister Mariah on and asked her if she accepted the apology. She did not. Um, and that's her choice. So Rachel, we want to ask, do you accept Lauren Ashley Smith's apology? <laughs> Honestly, I have to stand by my sister. Um, I won't say which one. 
<laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. Wow. 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 Okay. Fabulous. Fabulous. Uh, you know, Rachel, before we, we say goodbye, are there any last thoughts you have about British things that people need to be standing if they're not already? If they're not already standing, I mean, we touched on a little bit Love Island. Obviously, people need to be standing. There are six seasons on Hulu, all 40 plus episodes long each season. Lots of content, great for binging. You learn a lot of new UK terms that Mm -hmm. you wouldn't um, hear on every day. Um, So fully, fully Love Island. The other thing is a British show that takes place in the UK is a show Feel Good on Netflix. Mm. And the show creator is Canadian, but they uh, live in the UK and have lived there for a long time. So a lot of the show is based in the UK, traveling around the UK, lots of UKisms. Um, so if you're not already watching and standing feel good, definitely watch feel good. And even though they're not part of the royal family anymore, they're still Brits. Well, one half of the couple is still a Brit. So Harry and Meghan, don't mm-hmm. forget that they are still the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Even Never. though they are presently living in Santa Barbara, I think we still need to give <laughs> them our time mm-hmm. and our energy. And Prince Harry is still Prince Harry. So those are my still need to lean into the UK Brits. Each one more excellent than the last. Wow. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for sharing your time and your British spirit with us today. For our listeners who are now obsessed with you, where can they keep up with you? Where can they get more of your hot takes? Where can they stand you? They can stand me on Radio Andy, uh, channel 102 on Sirius XM every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. I do a deep dive, pop culture deep dive with my sisters, Lauren Ashley Smith and Mariah Smith. Um, All of my social media is private, so you can try to follow me, (laughs) and I won't accept. So Yeah, so you heard it there. If you want more, Rachel, you got to tune in to Radio Andy, 11 a.m. on Fridays, because that's the only way you're going to get more of her. Hey, I got that um, subscription just for the Smith Sisters, and I've been poking around. I enjoy it. I like the serious XM. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad. Yeah. Well, it is always such a delight to be with the Smith Sister. Uh, Thank you so much for being here today, and thank you to all of our listeners. Uh, Be sure to make sure that you are following us. Unlike Rachel, there's nothing private about us. We have no. we have no security settings in our lives. So please follow us. We're at We Stand Social. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're kind of on TikTok. We do have a Gmail. Please email us if you have thoughts about topics or if you have proof that World Idol, in fact, did not or did air here in the U.S. Um, maybe would love to know that. Maybe you're Paul Potts. We'd love to hear from you, Paul. Oh, my God. I would love to hear from Paul Potts. Uh, uh, oh my gosh uh, and always always please leave a five star review we love that we might read it on air we just might and you know what if, Paul I- I'm going to be leaving you a five star review later so maybe we can do a tradesies alright well this has been another fun trip into the classroom we'll catch you next week Sarah Michelle Gallagher Buffy the Vampire Slayer the Backstreet Boys are all grown up with their own